Uh, take your Bibles and turn to Hebrews chapter 10. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10, and we're going to be looking at, uh, you have a, an outline there. Uh, it's already filled in for you, but you can follow along in it. Um, Hebrews chapter 10, and verses 23 through 29. Uh, of course, this passage contains a very familiar verse in verse 25. It's talking about the assembling of ourselves together. It's a clear reference in the New Testament church of which every believer is to be a faithful member. Uh, this is the example given throughout the book of Acts, beginning with Acts chapter 2, verse 41 through 40 and 42. Of course, the church is a pillar and ground of the truth. It's been commissioned to fulfill the Great Commission. And the commission was given to the apostles who are representatives of the churches. And uh, in order to have a, uh, a church that honors God, there needs to be... Uh, faithful workers, and those who neglect the church are neglecting their spiritual duty. No human institution can be successful apart from committed and faithful members. And that's true for a business, that's true for a, a football team, that's true for a governmental agency. You have to have committed, faithful members. 1 Corinthians 4.2, Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. So a believer needs to be faithful to the church. And I'll give you uh, several reasons here. Number one is for strength. And uh, talking about strength in the faith. Uh, yes, we need some physical strength to get things done. But we also, more importantly, need the uh, strength in the faith. Look at verse 23. It says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith, without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Believer has powerful enemies in which we fight. And those enemies are fighting against your faith. Uh, there's the world, the flesh, and the devil. Uh, many have become shipwrecked because they're careless about their relationship uh, to the church and attendance to the meetings of the church. Second reason is for fellowship. Verse 24, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as we see the day approaching. A believer needs fellowship. Uh, a believer needs example and exhortation of other believers. It's one of the chief purposes of, of the church. This is the house of God, according to 1 Timothy 3.15. Uh, it's a household, it's a, it's a spiritual family, and we're to consider one another, to help one another, uh, to teach one another, and to warn one another. Uh, we should not attend the assembly merely just to be a spectator, or just, just even to learn. Learning is good, and we hope you learn, but that's not the only reason we attend. Uh, we attend, uh, and, and hopefully to contribute something. You say, well, I don't teach. I don't, uh, I don't have a responsibility in that way. You can all contribute something. Every one of us can contribute something to the, uh, to the, the church. Uh, you can exhort brothers and sisters in Christ. That means to encourage them in the faith, to challenge them, maybe even to speak sometimes a word of warning. 
no, we're really hesitant to do that. Well, we think, well, I'm not, I'm nobody. I, I don't need to, uh, to warn anybody. I got my own problems. Well, uh, that's when we need to stay right with the Lord ourselves, but we need to be willing to help others, uh, and, uh, exhorting. That word exhort is, um, from the word, uh, parakleo, which, uh, it means to call near. Uh, to invite, to invoke by imploration, exhortation, consolation. It's also uh, translated in other places, entreat, desire, beseech, comfort, call for, and pray. So a believer needs to be faithful to church for strength, for fellowship. Thirdly, for responsibility. Again, verse 25, the believer has a responsibility before God to be faithful to the church. He's commanded us to be faithful. Uh, we have an example of the first church in Jerusalem. The believers continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and the breaking of bread and in prayers. The important word there, I think, uh, stands out to me is steadfastly, consistent uh, in, in the, their uh, assembling together. And speaking of responsibility... There are those who have specific responsibilities. We have some who teach, uh, some who do some work in the nursery, some who uh, will help with ushering. We have the ones that play the keyboards. Uh, and let me just say in a practical way, don't assume that someone else is going to do it just because you're not here. Can I say it again? Don't just assume someone else is going to take care of it when you don't come. If you have a responsibility... Find someone else to fill in that responsibility for you if you can't be here. I think that's what you expect of me, isn't it? What if I say, well, somebody will preach. I just won't show up. Somebody will do it. Uh, no, that's not the way I operate. That's not the way any one of us should operate. Notify someone to fill in for you. So for strength, for fellowship, for responsibility... Uh, for instruction, again, verse 25, the believer needs the preaching and teaching ministry. And, of course, Ephesians chapter 4 talks about how God has put into place pastors and teachers, uh, evangelists, and so forth. Uh, we as Christians need the teaching ministry. There's also the teaching ministry of singing. Singing can be a teaching ministry. Uh, and it... Uh, a believer needs exhortation of the brethren. Number five, we need uh, to be faithful to the church for spiritual safety. Again, look at verse 25 at the last part. But exhorting one another and so much the more as we see the day approaching. You know, to neglect the assembling of ourselves together can be spiritually dangerous. As a church needs every believer, every believer needs the church. It's a matter of spiritual wisdom and safety. And just as a child needs his parents, a believer needs pastors and fellow believers. Uh, the a church is the local manifestation of the family of God. And it's where the child of God finds the shelter and the assistance in a dangerous world. If anybody should be helping uh, one another, it should be us as believers helping one another in our church. And faithfulness to the house of God will be increasingly important 
uh, as the coming of Christ draws near. And I would think that all of us would realize at this point that the coming of Christ is drawing near. We live in a day in which uh, our faith is being challenged. We need each other. And the New Testament warns that apostasy will increase throughout the church age. Apostasy is likened to the tares which devils, the devil sows and which grow up together with the true seed uh, throughout the age. And the apostasy is likened to the leaven which a woman hides in the loaf of the true churches until the whole was leavened. Paul warned, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust they shall shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. And so it is incumbent that upon God's people to be increasingly cautious as the day of Christ draws near. And it's a necessary part of spiritual safety, and that's faithfulness to the New Testament church. This reminds us, of course, of how important it is to be a strong, godly, Bible-based church as opposed to one that's morally careless or lukewarm or based on man-made tradition like sacramentalism and infant baptism and all kinds of things. Number six, a believer needs to be faithful to church for a reminder. Again, verse 25, uh, there it's, it's talking about a reminder of what? Of Christ's coming. It's easy to forget. As we get busy in the world which we live and we see all the things happening around us, it's easy just to kind of forget, you know, Christ is coming. And I hope you're looking for that day. You expect it. Maybe getting up in the morning and say, maybe today he's going to come. It's easy to get careless. We need to be reminded of this regularly so we're ready it's one of the purposes even of the Lord's table. And uh, that's something I think that needs to be uh, foremost in our, our mind. We, as a church, have chosen to observe the Lord's table once a month. Other churches may do it differently. They may do it once a year, twice a year, once a quarter. But uh, we do it once a month, and that's the way our church has established it. And it's a reminder that Jesus is coming. And then, lastly, for evidence. Meaning faithful to church for evidence. Evidence of what? Evidence of salvation. In verse 26, it says, For if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much sore punishment, suppose ye, shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace. Of course, there is a ton of teaching there. And we won't take time to look at all of it, but to those who neglect the things of God show that they perhaps are not saved. The willful sin that he talks about in Hebrews 26 comes right after 
forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. I think God is calling it a sin. And sometimes we don't even think of it that way. I've got more important things to do. But the sin of Hebrews 10.26 is defined in the immediate context. The first rule of Bible interpretation is what? Context. Heard me say it. Context. Context. That's important. If we examine the context of this passage carefully, we'll see that the particular sin is defined uh, in verse 29. Of how much sore punishment suppose ye shall ye be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God, and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing, and hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace. So I think the willful sin there, verse 26, refers not to the sin, in, just sin in general, but it's one particular sin, and that's counting the blood of the covenant an unholy thing, and doing despite unto the Spirit of grace, denying that salvation is by Christ's blood and grace alone. And so, a believer needs to be faithful to church for strength, strength in the faith, for fellowship, responsibility, for instruction, for spiritual safety, for reminder of Christ's coming, for evidence of salvation. And each one of us has these needs. Again, just don't assume it's going to happen. These things are going to happen if you're not here. And so it's important for us.